This is a place. This is a place. This is a place. We want to talk about. This is a place. Welcome to this week's episode of This is a Place podcast. My name is Nate, and with me is a guy who says the only downside to polygamy is having multiple mother-in-laws. Brandon. Be careful. My mother-in-law might listen to this. She doesn't listen. (laughs) (laughs) Multiple mother-in-laws, that... Let's be real. Multiple wives, that, that would be tough. Wives and mother-in-laws, power to you. You can do it. I think it's well worth noting that Brandon is no longer in his garage. You're moving up in the world, which means we're moving even up in the world of podcasting. Is that how it always starts? Is that every big business starts in a garage? The garage band, even music, garage band, Apple computer, all started in a garage. Yeah. So now we're in the house. Now you're in the house. We're moving up in the world. And there will be less editing on my part when there is planes flying over because it'll be a little more muffled now. Still still planes, but less. Still planes. Less on my still part. Less noisy. But yeah, and I also just recovered from the dreaded COVID. Was this your second time getting it? This is my first. Your first? Okay. There was, um, on my way to my softball game last night, we were listening to the radio, which I often do. And the host was upset that he missed the concert for Jack Black, which was last Friday. So we're recording this on a Tuesday. So this was a Monday night. So he was on Friday. He missed Jack Black. Is that his name? Or Jack White? Yeah, Jack White. Jack White was here in concert at USANA, right, last Friday night. So the the DJ on the radio was upset that he missed the concert last Friday because he had like a hundred and something degree temperature because he was fighting COVID. But then I'm like, well, you're on the radio right now on Monday. Are you still working from home or DJing from home? Or are you at the studio when you just had COVID two days ago? He's probably at home. I hope so. I've but seen a lot the... of DJs do stuff from home these days. Yeah, that's what I was wondering, because he didn't make that clear. Because I was like, well, if you're in the studio two days after having COVID, is there the whole thing of like, you don't have to quarantine anymore? We never talk about it anymore, to be honest with you. We don't bring it up. So this is the first mention of it in in a minute. And it's just because I had it. And it kind of sucked. Well, you had it. And it just seems like things are loosening up, even though COVID's not going away, which... I guess it depends on depends on what side of the coin you're on. It's a good thing or a bad thing. But I just like I said, I found it interesting and no matter what side of the table you're on, the guy was sick on Friday and if he's in the studio on Monday, I hope he was at home. Well that's my update. A new new recording studio, just getting over COVID. What about you? You've had a much more fun go of the last week or so than I have. Yeah, with a broken back. I hurt my back like three weeks ago. Just I like, pulled the muscle on my right side of the back. And right as it healed, then I pulled something in my left lower back. And now I can't walk. So I have like a cane and stuff I walk around with sometimes because I just can't walk. But 
It was good because last week we went up to Snowbird, stayed at our timeshare at the Iron Blossom for the week. So it didn't tempt me too much to play sports on my regular schedule. And we did play pickleball with like the cousins and my wife and stuff a little bit, which wasn't really intense pickleball. No offense, but. Nate's a big deal in pickleball. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if you know about this, but pretty big deal around here. But the first time I played, man, it killed my back, was just killed, killing after. The second time, it felt great. So I thought I was on the men's. And then last night after playing softball, I'm back to not be able to walk again. So I hate hate getting old. I hate how long it takes to recover from injuries. But until we find that that magic multi-level company that has the juice to get us younger, then I guess we're stuck with what we have. But one one, I mean, interesting thing I'd want to to note here in our podcast was that I believe that Sunday it was like a hundred degrees outside. Did it not hit a hundred? And then yesterday the high was like 61. Like what the Hannah Montana 40 degree swing in one day. That's crazy. It's very normal, which I'm okay with. I, I, I love it when it gets cold in June and July, because usually it's the other way around where we're breaking records for heat. So Whoever keeps praying for the rain and the moisture, keep doing it. Yeah, we've needed it, and it's been nice. Saves us on our, well, drought situation, but saves money on my water bill. So I don't have to water my lawn as much. Um, but yeah, so keep doing it. And so you're completely over COVID, though, right? You're done? I, I have a bit of a lingering cough, but um, I'm in the clear. So, you, my voice is still not back 100%. So, what did it feel like to you? Describe your symptoms. I'm on D right now. It oh, felt, my. so it started with a stuffy nose, and that was the only thing I had for two days. And then, I got a cough, and the cough was pretty bad. My throat hurt a little bit. Didn't really get body aches, didn't have trouble breathing, just a really bad cough and stuffy nose. And I think I could have weathered it a little bit better, but the fact that my whole family had it, so my wife and I both got it, she probably had it the worst. She was just so fatigued, and then the kids had it too. So taking care of sick kids while you're sick is not fun. Right. If it was just... My wife and I dealing with it. I mean, Stranger Things came out. I just watched that. Chill all day. Watch all the shows. Obi Wan. Kids, you gotta just take care of the kids, and you can't relax. So it's hard to get better when everyone in the house is feeling pretty lame. We've been there a couple of times. I remember speaking of Snowbird. It was a few years ago probably the last day we were up there, my throat started hurting a little bit. I'm like, huh? I'm like, ah, oh, crap. I know what this is. Cause I've had it a thousand times in my life. Strep throat for some reason just keeps coming into my life. Knock on wood. Haven't had it for a while, but by the time we got home, I had it. And then all my kids had it. So I remember like all, all of us heading over. So the only one that get it was my wife, but we all headed over to the, the doctor's office to get our tests at the same time. And like you said, it just sucks because you can't really have that downtime of just 
laying on the couch, watching Netflix and chilling because your kids want something every two seconds. Time it differently. Well, that's crazy that you all got COVID at the same time because I feel like those I've known who've had COVID, it seems like one person in the household gets it and then no one else gets it. Yeah, my daughter got it first, it seems like. And then I was the last one to get it. But to be honest, my wife and I never got tested. But we didn't need to be tested because both the kids tested positive and we all were sick. So, you know, we've we've been there, we've done it, and we've we've survived. Good. Because it would have put a real damper on our podcast if you did. I know. I was going to say, you'd have to do it all by yourself or recruit Matt. Oh, yeah, Matt. So... <laughs> Sorry, Matt, that my avalanche beat up on your your Blues team and are now heading to the Stanley Cup Finals. Yeehaw, against Tampa Bay freaking Lightning. We just lost a listener. He actually, I actually sent him a text trying to rile him up a little bit, but he was kind of like, eh, I know we're going to lose. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can't remember the coach or what team it was. Uh, what's his name? Anyways, Matt's probably screaming right now because he knows the name, but their coach is hilarious, but he's like, oh, like a month or two ago, he's like, I don't want to play the avalanche in the first round. That'd be a waste of eight days. Like, we're just going to get our butts kicked. <laughs> well, you brought up Netflix. Both of us, well, what happened for me is we got home the other day and we wanted to go watch a movie at the movie theater, going to watch the new dinosaur movie. Um, did you know they have... In the original Jurassic Park movie, they had multiple kids on set, like basically understudies for the kids in case one of them got eaten by a dinosaur. Yeah, yeah, I heard that. Yeah, and then a couple of weeks ago, one of the tri- the what do you call it, Velociraptors died. Mm. One of the, on set. So was it because of the filming set. or? Yeah, I think bad conditions. So I think uh, Peta's going to get involved, or is it something different when it's dinosaurs? But the whole whole story is that we went to go watch the dinosaur movie and we got there and the parking lot was like pretty empty. So I'm like, this is pretty strange for opening weekend of the dinosaur movie that no one's in the parking lot. And then we walked up to the front doors and Lay's like, our power's out. So no movies. Like how bad would that suck? How bad would that suck to be like three fourths of the way through the movie and the power goes out and they like, you have to come back and rewatch the whole thing again. What do you do? Like, do you go back and watch the last do you watch the whole thing over again or do you i don't know so i'm really glad that it went out before we got there and um she's like did you buy tickets already and we're like no because we have that unlimited pass we just buy when we get there so we don't have to pay the search charge online and uh she's like well just go to another movie theater i'm like no don't tell me what to do (laughs) (laughs) uh I will not take my business elsewhere, ma'am. I will not take my business elsewhere because it costs me money. More <laughs> money, I should say. So interesting. So we didn't watch the movies. So we're like, hey, let's head home and let's watch Netflix. So we watched um, The Hustler. Is that what it's called? The, the Hustle. Hustle. The Hustle. Hustler is a totally different movie. Isn't just it? Hustle. Just Hustle. Just Hustle. It's called Hustle. Not Just Hustle. It's called Hustle. Technically, we could just do an episode on Hustle because... It's Utah related. Yeah. You had Maybe a... we need to. Let's scrap what we were going to do because I don't want to do it. And we'll talk about hustle instead. We'll be right back. You love listening to podcasts, but have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Maybe you want to build a brand, grow your business, or are looking for an excuse to talk about your favorite hobby. Whatever your reason for making a podcast, Buzzsprout is the place to start. 
Since 2009, Buzzsprout has helped over 300,000 people launch their own podcasts. Buzzsprout walks you step-by-step through the whole process and will give you powerful tools to start, grow, and monetize your podcast. Ready to get started? Click the link in the show notes to get our free step-by-step guide to starting your podcast today. Yeah. So we watched The Hustle. After the movie's over, Netflix brings up like three choices. One was like Anchorman. It started showing Anchorman, which was, we had to watch it because it's funny, the clips. But the next one was, um, I don't even know what the name of the show is called, Brandon. Be Sweet. Keep Sweet or Be Sweet? I don't know. Is it? Keep Sweet. It's called Keep Sweet, Pray and Obey. Where is Warren Jess now? Something like that. So we kind of started watching the preview for it and then we're like, and then it just started playing like Netflix does sometimes. And then we're like, okay, this is too interesting. We've got to watch it. So we watched the first episodes that night. It was late and then watched the next two the next day because I think there's only four. And we're like, hey, this has to do with Utah. <laughs> Let's talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Because it was just like one of those shows you're just like, what the Hannah Montana? Dude, for real. I said what the Hannah Montana so many times during this show. So you watched it. You watched the first two episodes and then you finished it. And you told me at the gym about it. And we binged the whole thing last night. Yeah. And due to scheduling timing, we couldn't get Warren Jeffs on for comments. but <laughs> <laughs> Or anybody from the FLDS. So the reason it ties into Utah is because, well, first off, how many wives do you have, Nate? Well, I'm too shy of hitting the celestial glory. (laughs) (laughs) This is going to be a bad one, I can already tell. Yeah, my wife did not appreciate the jokes for the next two days. (laughs) (laughs) I kept telling her I want to make it to the the highest degree of glory, so I need two more wives. Three, right? It has to be in this life, too. Just... To clarify, you have to, yeah, you have to have three wives in this lifetime to make the highest degree in heaven. And I'm the only two away. It's good news I got one. I got one, the hardest one. Don't they always say the heart, the first one's the hardest, and then it's just <laughs> downhill from there? We should say that this documentary is about the FLDS church, which is not the church we're a part of, the main church in Utah, but they're a very fundamentalist version of the LDS church, right? And so basically the whole premise of the documentary is when they were led by one guy for a long time who was the prophet. Rulon, yep. And he was supposed to be the last prophet and he was supposed to become, come back, like renewed and that didn't happen, so then his son, Warren, takes over, and it sounds like he just messed things up. It sounds like than it. than it already was. Sounds like it. He, no, he definitely did. He definitely yeah. messed things up. But they, they don't really go in a whole lot of detail, and hopefully, should we, like, say disclaimer, spoiler alert? <laughs> or just yes, keep, I, I guess think spoiler. people already know 
Uh, I already he, knew this story, to be honest with you. Everyone knew the story. It was just kind of interesting to kind of see the whole backstory to it, you know, and, and maybe because um, I, I mean, knew... it was going on in the media. It's been going on in the media for like 20 years, right? Yeah. And I knew the PG version. Watching this one is very, it's not graphic, but you get a lot more details that you don't really want to hear. Right. So it's, yeah. Yeah. I kept expecting because when they bring up at the top of the Netflix, it'll, it'll say the reason why it's rated whatever, right? For violence or graphic or, and even brought up on this one nudity, but I don't yeah, I think they the really were showing any, but the fact that they talk about that stuff a little bit. So it's, it's, it wasn't like, it wasn't like your typical like R rated movie where you get a lot of swearing and nudity and violence and all that good stuff. It was the content, right? That just really bugs you to where yeah. you don't want to watch this with your kids, which can I go on a small tangent real quick? Absolutely. We haven't talked about Maverick. Maverick came out a couple of weeks ago, right? And this oh, version the new gas of station? The new what? The new gas, the new station, gas station opened up on 78th and 32. And I was really excited about that. <laughs> that was like months ago. But there's a movie called Maverick. Top Gun 2 finally came out. And this version, it's crazy because in this in this world, in today's world, where it seems like more people are desensitized to stuff, they get away with more stuff. This one was like a really clean movie, way cleaner than the first movie. Really? And I had a um, couple of friends, like, and one of them, she said, uh, you know, I thought, hey, she's a millennial like you. She's like, so I thought, you know, it's rated PG. I can watch this with my son, original Top Gun. I'm like, oh, yeah, but this is 1986 PG. <laughs> so original Top Gun can be a little uncomfortable if you're watching it with your eight-year-old son. Right. Um, but this new, the new movie is definitely a little bit more tame and um, less intense in that. Well, not less intense, but less... Even though it's right, I think it's rated PG-13. But I feel like it's more PG than more the original Top movie. Gun. Does this make any sense at all? Yeah. So, um, anyways, bringing up that point is so watch that instead so, of so don't watch this movie or show with your kids. Like every time our kids came walk in the room, I had to like turn it off because I number one didn't want questions. Right. Like I wasn't in the mood to answer. <laughs> uh, questions and and two like some of the it's just like it's it's. It's almost like it makes, makes you up bad. Like bad, dirty. Yeah, yeah. I almost when you text me last night saying we're we're finished watching, I was gonna text you back. Do you feel like you need to take a shower? But I'm like, maybe you you probably would have understood it. But yeah, like that's the kind of way you feel. Like, man, this is yeah, it's just icky. I icky guess. makes you feel icky, and at the same time, it also kind of makes you feel angry and upset for for most people. I, I'm I'm assuming we don't have any FLDS listeners. They're not allowed to listen to our podcast. So I think we're okay <laughs> saying this stuff. Like I don't want to be offensive to any religion, but this one, oh wow. Yeah. And it's funny um, because it's someone in the movie who's an attorney that is a member of our church, he said everybody from our church looks at this and are embarrassed to be any kind of associated with the FLDS church it's like an embarrassment on our to our name because everybody thinks maybe people are more informed these days but I still hear a lot of jokes about us having multiple wives because we just keep going back to that and we always get compared to the FLDS church which I mean there's definitely similarities but nothing compared 
to yeah. what we saw in this movie. Yeah, for the most part, people still think we have multiple lives, wives, right? There's a episode of King of James, King of James, King of Queens with James. <laughs> uh, what's his name? Um, anyways, where there's an episode where this girl's living in the basement with his father-in-law while she waits for her house to be ready or something. And then she starts cooking for him. He's like, second wife. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's uh, another lady that comes along who has tickets to the i think madison square garden or something like that and he's like oh do i dare have another wife so it's not like he was a traditional wife it's just that he had one that was you know wife that he had upstairs to do wife duties in that aspect <laughs> a wife that was cooking for him the meals that he liked because he's a big guy and another lady who was giving him tickets to sporting events and, he, and at one point he goes i don't know how the mormons do it <laughs> so I, I think like i think people know at the same time some of them may or may not know that we don't practice that it's a cheap joke anymore but it's definitely understandable why people use those jokes right yeah and i mean so there's a lot of similarities so it's hard to point and make fun of everything because there's times when i was watching the show i said well i guess that's kind of what we believe or i guess i can see where that's coming from but it's it's way more extreme way more fundamental when i was on my mission in new jersey at one of the churches for some reason they would weekly, not weekly, but for every couple of months, get the updated, I guess you could call it the Doctrine and Covenants from the FLDS Church. They'd send these big books. And so I had a couple of those in the apartment and looked through them, and they were just so crazy. Some of the prophecies about what was going to happen and how Salt Lake was going to just have a big things just tear through the city and just ruin the city because of all the abominations of the LDS Church. It just was interesting stuff, but... So we are embarrassed by having any association with them, but it's also kind of nice to say, oh, we're not crazy. Look at these guys. Like, these guys are crazy. It's kind of their scapegoat for us to, <laughs> to point to, say why we're not the crazy ones. Or the craziest. It makes us look less weird, I guess you could say. Less crazy. Yeah. At least at least we don't have multiple wives like the FLDS church, you know? <laughs> oh, man. Well... I don't know how like deep we want to get into this discussion. It's like, do we tell people to go watch it for themselves? And we could talk a little bit about it. I guess why we can justify doing an episode is the first, basically the first episode takes place in Utah. They started in. Well, most of it still, I mean, they were down in um, good heavens. What's the name of the Utah, Northern Arizona. Short Creek is what it's called. Short Creek. So they were still there. I mean, during the whole series, they're still there in Short Creek. They were just going back and forth between El Dorado, Texas, and Short Creek, right? Yeah. And it, what I thought was interesting was at the beginning, it shows how the church was with the first or the other prophet, the older guy. And they kind of seemed more normal. They kept to themselves and avoided the world a little bit but they still wore mostly normal clothes and kind of had more of a normal life and lived in salt lake that first family they showed the hall family or whoever they were then when warren came in things got real extreme and that's when they converted to the extreme hairstyle everything had to be the same way the clothes had to be the same they couldn't wear red it got way more way more intense but at the same time this rulon guy he had 65 wives and many of them who were younger girls 
while he was an 85-year-old man. So, pretty messed up. One thing that I thought was interesting was that the Hall family, who they spent a lot of time on at the beginning, and kind of through the whole series, because they were, they had a lot of things to do with it, but the dad was originally a member of the church and then converted to be FLDS, which they said almost never happens. So it makes me think, if this FLDS church, so they focus really a lot on polygamy, that seems to be the big pillar of the religion, or at least on the outside. Right. But isn't one of the other big pillars of the original church proselyting? They don't do that at all. Oh, isn't that kind of throughout the Bible and the Book of Mormon? That's what I'm saying. If they're stemming from, they focus so much and say, polygamy, polygamy, that's how it was from the beginning. That's the way it's got to be. But they ignore other parts, such as the proselyting. Because you bring more people in, more men, that's less women for them to have, I guess. I guess so. And the one thing I thought was just kind of crazy is that um, that the Jeff, Warren Jazz had the authority to reassign your wives and children to other guys if you felt like you weren't up to snub. Yeah, that, <laughs> that was kind of the part you told me about at the gym that got me sold on it was they had that meeting. All right, that too, where they basically excommunicated a bunch of people yeah. at once. So Warren Jeffs was kind of on the run, and he would just show up to perform miracles or do some administrative things in the church. And he shows up and he reads like 20 or 30 guys' names and says, all of you, it's been known to me all your sins and yada, yada, yada. You need to leave now. Don't talk to your families. Don't say anything. Just leave and never come back. And basically it was to get, as the people in the documentary said, he was getting rid of all the people that had any kind of a brain to realize what he was doing, all the atrocities and what he was trying to do with their organization. Another thing I don't think they brought up too is that he was, uh, or he is, he's still alive, right? Yeah. Um, I thought he's he was ra- dead. He, he's racist too. Like he doesn't, he believes that colored people are um, cursed. You you won't see any anybody but white people in this in these compounds in the videos. That's for sure. I don't know. I don't know what to think, man. <laughs> when did it? The I guess the time frame started in early two thousands, or was it the nineties when they started kind of the story? Of Warren Jeffs era, just the documentary of when the saying? just kind of when the story of the documentary started, but the eighties and nineties and stuff like that. So it really like didn't start getting weird until Warren Jeffs said that the if the Olympics came to Utah, right, that the world was going to end. So I think that's when it really started getting weird. And that didn't happen. But up but, to then, I mean, up to then, I mean, I don't, they don't really show a whole lot about the past histories. I mean, the ruling guys still seemed awkward and weird too, but it, it wasn't like documentary crazy yet until Warren Jeffs got involved. I mean, it was, but not not when compared to Warren. Well, because there, there's still a lot of different sects of the kind of Mormon religion. You still believe in polygamy? Like the, oh, it's still all in Salt Lake too. 
Right. There's in Salt Lake. There's, um, I don't know if they're still there. There used to be, I may have mentioned this before in the podcast, but when I worked at Classic Skating in the 90s, there was a polygamous group, which I also wonder, did it have anything to do with these guys, the FLDS, because they were in Salt Lake back then? But they would come and rent out Classic Skating. Um, always paid cash. And then a lot of the guys would tell us that they had to pay 10% tithing to the, the main prophet or father figure guy all the kids and they always dress like you would see in this documentary and they would go down the water slides fully clothed and then about a half hour in the bottom the pool the splash pool would just start filling up with suds because <laughs> all the so detergent cool. from their clothes would start coming off into the water but good people nice people brought their own music i just I cannot listen to how much is that dog in the window without thinking of them <laughs> like that type of music. Right. Um, I mean, they were super nice and they, I think it was about once a month, they came in and rented out classic skating all to themselves and had, had a little party. When I worked at Macy's, they came in all the time to Macy's to shop. I know another guy who I think they're down in like the Nephi area. And I don't know what the name of their church is. Same, you know, same thing. It's a, uh, break off at the, the morning church but what he says he's they practice polygamy still but he says that the are like kind of our generation like my generation and your generation still believe in it but they're not really practicing polygamy they kind of have one wife and that's it it's not many of them have multiple wives a uh, really nice guy i had no idea that he was uh i mean he i guess he say dressed normal without offending people he dressed with the times. Yeah, dressed with, yeah, yeah, modern styles. So I had no idea that he was. Yeah, there's there was a bunch of interesting things. I think the overarching feelings that I felt was just so sad for how, like, you hear the stories of these women that were so young and forced to marry these older men or the one that had a crush on the guy, but then he wouldn't run away with her, and so she ended up marrying Jeanette marrying Warren or somebody else. And then she runs away. He's told to go get her and then bring her back. And then they can get married if he brought yeah, her back. And if he does, but instead they're like, oh, actually, you have to leave. And so they kick him out and she's just back with the guy. I'm like, oh my gosh. I was really hoping there was going to be a cute little love story at the end of this, but it just. I sucked. was surprised too with her story. I was talking to my wife after. If you see the date when she left, the FLDS, it was like four or five years after Warren got arrested. So, but then I'm like, my wife and I are talking. It's like, well, what do you do at that point when you have four to five kids? This is life, you know. There's so so much, because you wonder that too, watching the whole show, right? You're like, I'm surprised. Like a lot of people just don't like any religion. People leave the religion all the time, right? right. Or go apostate, as you would call it. But like, I'm surprised how many people don't leave once they're involved in the I mean, LDS. it'd be so hard. They don't have, it's not like there's an education they've had or you say, well, it's, it's almost like by, they have five kids with this man and he's supporting you. It's hard to, well, just I mean, yeah. 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 Especially I mean, when you don't know what resources are available in the outside world. Yeah, exactly. Like shelter or, or even how to live in the outside world. It's like going to, I guess it would be like almost going to a different, like a, another country right that it's almost like traveling in time that too it's just like the uncertainty the, the comfortability that you have 
uh, and what you know you don't know any different so mm-hmm. like you can't necessarily blame them and that's kind of the same thing when they what do they call it when like a girl gets kidnapped and stuff like that um and they won't run from their kidnapper because they're just because of like the, fear. the stockholm syndrome yeah that and i think there's another term for it too where it's just like outside looking in you're like why didn't she just run even like say elizabeth smart like she was out in public walking around uh with her abductor when they found her but you just kind of get you get brainwashed i guess and you just feel bad you just feel bad for her. i'm glad they showed a bunch of people and obviously because the people inside the affiliates aren't going to talk on the documentary but um but then you just feel like crap man your quality of life after leaving has got to be rough it's got to be hard like i feel bad for for everyone it's bad yeah these ladies that had tons of kids and i mean one of them even said she she was she fell in love with one of the husbands she was I think she was originally married to Rulon, and then she got married to Warren's older brother Leroy, and she like was in love with him, and she, like, they had a good relationship, but then he was kicked out, and it's just like, well, what am I gonna do now? She she get reassigned. Not, she's not gonna follow him because that's so taboo, and she's conditioned to believe that. So as we said, I remember watching all this unfold, and. Of course, the whole time thinking how crazy it was, but just so much I didn't even realize. Maybe I didn't internalize as a kid. So they built this compound in El Dorado, as they, everyone in the video called it. <laughs> and they built a temple, which I don't even want to talk about because that was just like the worst part of the whole documentary. Yes. <laughs> but they had it called Zion and... Man, so I know from the outside looking in, people probably think that our church has some funny messaging, funny things that we say, but it is dialed up to a thousand with the FLDS. They're yearning for Zion, as they called it, or be sweet. <laughs> this isn't funny, but it is funny. When they were raiding the temple or the, the warrant to search the temple, and the guy says the guy was just on his knees praying that they get struck by lightning. <laughs> Ow. my back uh but that's crazy well you think about it too like that's how much faith they have like that's how much they are they believe what they believe right mm-hmm. so he literally thought that he could call down from the heavens lightning to to kill all these men like this is that what is god's will to do that so i mean that gets into a whole other thing that we talk about you can't leave even if your husband was kicked out because you get reassigned all this support, but also the whole brainwashing of this is the way. And if you don't follow this, you're just going to be damned or whatever. Another, I feel like it's total spoiler alert. Like maybe people really need to watch it. If they want to watch it, they need to watch it first before listening to this episode. (laughs) should probably put a disclaimer in there, but when Warren was on the run, he was having the time of his life. But the guy talking about settling up the tithing, doing the like 300 grand a week. Not a month, 300 grand a week. And sometimes more. What was he doing with that money? I mean, Disney World's expensive. And it was still expensive back then, but not that expensive. 
Right. What it just they said he was going to Disney World, Mardi Gras, strip clubs, everything. Harley Harley drives. And everything they were completely going against what they believed. I mean, wearing normal clothes, participating in these very worldly activities. It's hard to I mean, I think that's why a lot of people ended up leaving. A lot of people in the documentary eventually left because they're seeing what he did and thinking, how could this be real? What makes you wonder when he was running, did he just know, like, I'm screwed. Like, I'm going to go, what's the eat, drink, and be merry for tomorrow I die type. Which I don't don't get, like, why he did that stuff. Like, if he just kind of gave up for a minute. But then when he got caught, like, he, he had, like... He's like wounds keeping... on his knees. Isn't he? He, he prayed he so much in prison. Prophet. What's that? Isn't he still their prophet? Well, he he <laughs> he believes, according to another website, <laughs> which has to be true if it's on the internet, right? So he said that Roland Jeffs, his dad, wasn't dead, but had been renewed or reincarnated into the form of Warren Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> That's what made it okay for him to marry. Rulin's why is because it was ruling again but he basically so people believe that he is god and my understanding too from other news stories i heard in the past and i didn't research this to double check to make sure, is that he still has people send him money in prison like he's still people are still paying him um and he's still basically running the church from prison right like he still has yeah his sermons and stuff it's he's still the the prophet he's still the president of the church didn't they have a whole other scandal recently that wasn't included in the documentary with food stamps oh i think they did weren't they living on government yeah they were uh, doubling up on stuff probably but then somebody else get arrested for that like the acting bishop or something like that i don't remember and they showed footage of him in prison being visited by people and Every time they visit them, they just start writing as if it was some prophetic words or counsel or something. Mind you, this is the man who was placed on the FBI's most wanted list next yeah, to pictures, Saddam Hussein. Well, his picture was right next to um, Osama, right? Oh, Osama bin Laden? I can't remember if it was Osama or bin Laden, but yeah. Same list as those guys. And the crazy thing is when they originally charged him, it was for, for like, conspiring um, and... Uh, well, an accomplice, right? Accomplice to, to rape, yeah. Yeah. But then when they found more evidence that... When they actually, found the records. Yeah, they he, found the records in the vault. Then and they're he like, he's trouble. going to jail for his life and life's after this, basically. That was one of the interesting comments from... Uh, I think it was a news reporter talking about being in the watching the jury. Like he said, there's like 10 women and like two men. He said like the 10 women, like there's a good thing. There was guards there. Cause they're ready. Yeah, they're to lucky there's they're Texas Rangers in the room kill them and kill them. Um, but that just shows you like the power. Like I said, it goes back to the, the, their, their belief and faith in him. Like the women inside the, the church, FLDS church don't care, but like, oh man, it's, people can say I, our church is a cult, but you look at this and 
we're not cult status. If like we that. if we want to leave the church tomorrow, we can leave. Yeah, we can leave. And I <laughs> I would dare. <laughs> I would dare my bishop to do one of two things. Your father-in-law. <laughs> one of two things. One, stand up and tell me in sacrament meeting that I'm done. Like I need to pack up my stuff and leave and not say bye to my family. Two, to tell me that it's time to marry off my daughter before she's 18. Or that he's like going to no, marry your wife. Yeah. That was kind of cool. One of the one of the guys who got excommunicated from the FLES, just like how his neighbor or whatever is like, oh, so when are you going to give your girl, you know, your daughter up for for marriage he's like not till she's 18 <laughs> like, like it's not the normal response like yeah what about what the prophet told you like nope no prophet nobody said the can guy kind of looked at him like man you're like you're and shortly after he was kicked out oh, yeah but yeah if i believed in that stuff there's no way i'd be like Mm-mm, not till she's 18 if i believed in arranged marriage or whatever the reassignment of families and wives it's just too much for my brain to handle can't comprehend it and then I thought it was interesting too, but when Roland was, they had the library, right? Where they had some, like Nancy Drew, some, nothing crazy, but they had outside world literature in their library. And then Warren came in, he, he got rid of that. So there was like, they didn't even have the Hardy Boys or Nancy Drew or Tom they Sawyer. They couldn't do their anything. parades anymore. And uh, he banned internet from, I guess you say campus. Uh, so people couldn't learn about the the outside world. So you can totally understand how scary it would be if you decided you wanted to leave the religion. Like you just don't know. It's, it's like telling my wife to, that she needs to tomorrow pack up her bags and live in China. Don't speak the language. Don't know anything about the culture. Just, or she probably knows more about China than anything else, but so maybe some other foreign country that she's not aware of Paraguay yeah. or something like that. Oh, Wow. I don't know. I'm feeling dirty just talking about this stuff. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, we have to mention that they've got the best hymns in the world. Yes, I was making <laughs> probably. I'm gonna get struck by lightning, but that night <laughs> I still do it. But I've been singing songs to my wives, making up my own hymns about <laughs> following me, and <laughs> they even had a song that talked about girls leaving their families, just. Like, and but there's a there was, I can't remember which song it was, but there's a very common hymn sung in most churches that he they changed out a word to say like Warren Jess at the beginning, right? Oh, yeah, they had um, what was it? Was it Onward Christian Soldiers? I think that was it, Onward Christian Soldiers, right? Yeah, it was something like that, and they changed it to say to say Warren Jeffs instead of Jesus or something like that, Onward Warren Soldiers or something like that. Warren Jeffs, I don't know. It wasn't Christians, they changed it to Warren, I don't know. But the other one I thought was the funniest was when they were singing It's Sweet Hour of Prayer, but they changed it to Sweet Spirit of Prayer. Yeah, I asked my wife, like, wait, did they say Spirit of Prayer? She's like, what? I'm like, listen. Spirit of Prayer. Oh, man, it was just, it just felt like, it felt blasphemous, the things that they did, the things that he did. And I wonder how much was not known about when Rulon was the prophet, if things were as bad, maybe not as strict, but I'm sure there were still terrible things that happened. But it got highlighted as Warren took over and made things worse and made people actually want to leave and get the word out about what was going on inside. 
Yeah, but. I mean, I'm sure there, I mean, every, I think, religion has its dirty laundry, if you want to call it that. But it felt like, I don't know how long the FLS church has been around for, but it felt like it's been around for a long time. And they flew underneath the radar. They were doing their own thing. And like they talk about it, it as like the government just kind of left them alone because they don't want to break up families and all that stuff. But crap didn't really start hitting the fan until Mr. Warren came around. Yeah. I mean, even Oprah got involved when Texas came in. They they took all right. the kids. I think I remember like watching some of those like Today shows stuff like that. And you're like, well, they're taking the kids away from which. I get it too, because the kids don't know any better either, right? And of course, they're going to be upset. You're taking away f- them away from what they know. But I'm just saying, even if you don't want to have a kid and you end up having a kid, uh, I'm guessing as a woman, I'm not a woman, obviously. Doesn't matter the circumstance, how that kid came to be. Your mother instinct is going to love that kid no matter what, right? Mm-hmm. So pulling your kid away. That's why the reassignment thing, just like, what? <laughs> Like you're taking your kids away from a wife or whatever if they they don't I don't know meet the standards. Like, isn't there the one part of the documentary where the the girl goes to see her own kid and the kid doesn't know who she is? Yeah, it had been a year since she'd seen her kids, and the only reason she got to was because they had to. They said, "Don't call her mother." Susan or whatever, just call her mother. She's your actual mother, and that's the only way they're going to get to take the kids out. So crazy. Uh. I want to say one thing, too, about their temple is it looked similar to our temples, but way cheaper. It was like a Western... It was a Western family brand of our temples. I was... Because it was built relatively recently, right? In the last 20 years? Yeah. And it looked like it was gone back to the 80s right yeah it looked terrible. when they were walking through it but i mean similar similar things they had a font but they didn't have the ox or nothing it just not even that just the decor and stuff like that seemed very very old, plain old-fashioned like yeah and that's not to like i'm not trying to brag but it just was kind of funny to see the comparison between <laughs> ours and theirs and, and that's probably because he was spending all his money on you know the parties and the the travels rather than actually building the temple oh uh. We really should have talked about Barry instead. I would have felt a lot better about that. Yes, even though, <laughs> even though it's that's that almost pretty, as dark. <laughs> that got pretty dark, but at least there's some com- comedic relief. <laughs> hey, there was comedic relief in this one too, just not <laughs> not to this same extent. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't. I don't know if I'd recommend anybody to watch this show. I mean it's it's put to, it's put together well. But it doesn't make. I think we covered it all for you. Everything you need to know. (laughs) You know, we've spoiled it. You've found out the most important things, and we've left out the stuff you don't want to hear about. So, you you can go ahead and skip this one, unless unless you're interested. I mean, it is. So, if you want to watch something dark ish comedy, watch Barry. Watch Barry instead. Season three, Um, and if you want to watch something a little bit more entertaining, watch Hustle. Hustle is a good one. That's always really a, good. A couple jazz players, Jordan Clarkson's in it, and they've got I don't even know what his name is. Uh Juancho Hernan Gomez. Hernan Hernan Gomez. So watch Barry, watch Hustle, skip Be Sweet. And then hopefully the dinosaur movies playing <laughs> without power outages. Maybe one of the maybe one of the dinosaurs like bit the cable oh, during the showing. Right, right. That's why. 
but still need to go see it, I guess. There's a lot of good movies coming out. I feel like, well, Maverick's a prime example, right? It's supposed to come out two years ago, but I think that there's all these movies that they're ready to make or were making or did make that they didn't want to release because of the pandemic. But it's going to be a firestorm of good movies coming out. But yet here we are talking about the Debbie Downer of <laughs> the FLDS Church. But hey, we're here for the, the downloads. Cheap downloads. Cheap downloads. We're just doing this for the Google search. So <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'd be surprised if anybody's still listening to this point. Murder Among the Mormons was one of our bigger episodes that we did last year. <laughs> so we're like, oh, I've hey, told you. you know what? If you're here listening to our Inside Baseball, I guess I guess you're a fan. I think it's only because we had the title, Murder in the title. I think if we put Murder in the title, I brought this up before, any episode, we'd get hits murder that's true how can we fit murder into the title of this episode possible murder, murder at uh you can just say murder and then murder we're gonna say of that. the show murdered me like it was the show murdered me that's a good one. good way to get it <laughs> yeah, okay. yep did you have more to say no i'm just gonna go take another shower i already baked today, <laughs> but I'm gonna take another bath thanks for listening to this is a place podcast see you next week